0: Before we do anything, let's take a moment of silence for episode 19.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just had a feeling. I knew I was just kind of mentally out of it. I have to apologize for that.
0: That's right. You know, I, I, I was pretty down on it as well. I, I don't know why. There was just no oomph about it, to be honest, was yeah. there? But, yeah. you know, you, you get them. So hopefully we've had it and that's it. That's right. Welcome, everyone, to Apotheosis episode number 20. Uh, I am Elder McManus.
1: And I'm Scott Copperman.
0: Today we have a little special show for you. Uh, we're going to talk some conspiracies. <laughs> Lots of conspiracies out there, and we just want to put our two pence in worth. Yeah. About them, I suppose. Before we do that, we got some email last week, didn't we?
1: Yes, we did. Uh,
0: the first one was from Yuletax, I think it was.
1: Mm-hmm. Joseph, yeah.
0: That's right, yeah. He's the guy who won the competition, is that right?
1: Yes, he did. And uh, I don't know if you saw, he was talking about how much he enjoyed the prize.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. That's cool.
1: That is a really good read. The book he ended up choosing is um, Star Trek, The Mirror Universe, kind of continued through the comic books. Yes. That's pretty cool. Good choice, Joe. Yeah,
0: so man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he sent us an email. He said that he loved the, uh, the pets clips that we was doing with Blakey Beers. Apparently, he was rolling around laughing about that, which makes me worth my while of going through Blakey Beers' episode eight (laughs) four times to get it right. But he also said um, he got the urge to listen to music halfway through our uh, podcast, episode 18, I think it was. So he stuck on um, a music animation machine, and he synced it up to our uh, voices. And he said he synced it up pretty good, which is a bit... I don't know how to think about that. I'm, I might try it, but if it's guff, I'm going to send him a big stern email. I think. Yeah. But um, he also went on to say uh, about the Kochology as well. I think it was.
1: Yes. Why it's so sexually orientated? Yeah, he,
0: he said it's uh, a lot of it's linked to sex because it has its roots in dream analysis, which mm-hmm. is quite interesting because I have some spooky dreams and some weird dreams as well. <laughs> I think if you've got a, even a slightly, not perverse mind, but a little kinky mind, then any, any little double entendre like that is going to head towards that open field of play, really, isn't it?
1: Well, are you you know who uh, Danica Patrick is, right? The IndyCar car racer.
0: Yeah, I do. Uh,
1: one, yep. All right, I know you know, but um, just a few minutes ago, I was in the car, and they had a uh, a commercial. It was some some sort of motor oil or something automotive, yeah. but. You know, she's in the GoDaddy commercials now, and, and I, my, she's cute, and they're definitely marketing her as, as a, a sex symbol and all. But the, the line she she gave was, um, what does it take to get under my hood? Performance and longevity. <laughs> and, like, now, I'm, it's clearly, it's all the double entendre kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, performance and, you know, under the hood. Uh-huh, yeah, we get it. But... I mean, just the way that people's mind go right to that, I think it's the same thing with with any of these suggestions for (laughs) analyzing a dream. Oh, yeah, you dreamt about being in a boat on a lake. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't get it. What? Boat? Lake? Mm mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There are some people sitting out going, takes to get under a hood. Okay. I yeah. put myself in the position of the engine oil. Okay, now I understand. Mm-hmm. And some people, it just washes straight over there, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And then you feel dirty being like, well, uh, you know what they're getting at, don't you? No. Well, if you
0: get it straight away, then you're like, okay, am I the only person that gets this? And then you're looking around the room, and there's someone else going, oh, am I the only person that gets this? Oh, okay.
1: But see, it's funny, because I was the guy in school. They have the story, and... Uh, character's name is um, Jonathan Ahab and well clearly the author used the last name Ahab to draw a parallel to you know the plot and the characters in Moby Dick and I'd be like well maybe he just liked the name Ahab yeah maybe that's just the name he used what why does it have to have some sort of extra meaning and you know I really just fought it not that I didn't get it but I just I thought there was a fair amount of time where that was just too convenient Mm -hmm. you know or or kind of like what we're saying here you're creating a connection that's not really there. You know, maybe the author was Spanish and the guy's name really is Jesus. Maybe he's not supposed to be a, a Christ figure. Yeah. It, it's that same kind of thing that now here I have to admit, yes, I see it. I get it. <laughs> I, I get all those GoDaddy commercials and all the things that they're saying to those fake senators. And
0: Yeah, it's a shame we don't get any GoDaddy commercials out here really at all. But uh, I don't mind Danica Patrick throwing herself at my TV for a little while. That's not too bad.
1: <laughs> we uh, got this fine feedback from episode 18, and I just I formally want to apologize for you know, my part of episode 19 to our listening audience. I know that wasn't exactly uh, me at my best, and I actually thought episode 18 came out really well. But uh, just long story short, as you know, a good part of it, and some other people might have picked up on other things, there's just been a lot of stuff going on here. Um, physically, <laughs> financially, home-wide, just... It's been a very low time um, here in my house, and I mean, everything I, I anticipate is going to come out fine and all, but uh, in that episode, it caught me at a low point. So just long story short, I, I apologize for it kind of seeming a little out of character, and I hope everyone won't judge us on uh, that one episode, you know, look back at the good times. There actually was uh, some conversation on Twitter about all the movie remakes, that are coming out now, and a lot of things I see people talking about are things you and I had talked about back in – it was episode five. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Let the bad guys win. And if you're new to our show, the nature of our show is definitely one where you can can go back and listen out of order.
0: No, that's right. You don't have to like synchronize with it or anything like that, do you? You can just drop in and out of anything.
1: Yeah. I hope people do go back and look at the show notes because there's a lot of good stuff in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's tons of stuff. Actually, I I went through – I was – when I posted episode 19, I went through some stuff and we were talking about calculator watches and stuff like that, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And I found a picture of Marty McFly wearing a, a calculator <laughs> watch in Back to the Future.
1: So, oh no, now I want one. <laughs> yeah. You probably can get one on eBay somewhere. Yeah, I'd imagine so, yeah. Well, that actually is a pretty good segue into our um, conspiracy theory because uh, one of the, the big ones that I think it's a pretty global one, is this discussion of um, NASA having faked the moon landings.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And
1: one of the first things that that you always hear kind of thrown back beyond the science of it or the theatrics of it, and, and there was that movie where they faked the Mars landing, Capricorn 1, I think it was called.
0: Uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's
1: actually a pretty good movie. But um, Anyway, one of the things that people say a lot of times is the technology in those calculator watches is more sophisticated than what was in those rockets in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seen the Apollo 13 movie and how the whole wall was computers with the spinning wheels and stuff. Yeah,
0: no, that's right. But I, I understand obviously technology has moved on a huge amount since them days, but I, I totally believe that they actually did land on the moon. Um, I, I know there's lots and lots of things out there saying that NASA had a, a set and they put these people on the sets and, um, there were the moon rocks were props, and it was lit from two or three different points of view, and all the shadows con- conversed to one singular point. And obviously, there there was um no stars in any of the pictures. Now,
1: I, right,
0: I'm I'm definitely a firm believer that they actually landed there. Now, with the star question, obviously, if you're standing on a a big rock that is lit by the sun and it's uh, reflecting lights back up into the sky, isn't it? It's just going to, the, the brightest thing in your field of view or the camera's field of view is going to be the moon, isn't it? Right. So that is the reason why they didn't have any stars in any of the pictures. And they say when they, uh, when the, uh, when the command module went round the back of the moon into darkness, the amount of stars you could see was tremendous. They've never seen that amount of stars before.
1: Right, they have a TV show here called uh, MythBusters. I don't know if it has the same name yeah. over there. They, they've actually done an episode about the moon landing and addressed that and the shadows and and a number of the other issues. Some things I think absolutely definitively showed that it would be legitimate. The things that people claimed could not happen. You know that the soil was not the type of soil that should have been able to leave a perfect footprint that the shadows can be that way, the flag blowing in the wind. Hmm. Um, There's crosshairs on the picture that are in and out of of the pictures sometimes or the stars.
0: See, now with the the footprint thing, now who's making these claims that you shouldn't be able to leave a a footprint? There's no atmosphere there to erode the footprint or there's no wind or anything like that at all.
1: Well, there's no moisture. So in the way that when you're walking on the beach – if you walk on the driest sand, yeah. you don't really, you aren't able to leave a footprint. It doesn't hold its shape. No,
0: that, that's right. I understand that, but also the the dust the lunar dust is it's a lot finer than sand, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's. They found some other substance that behaves very similarly, and actually, a lot of what they did was they simulated what happened on the moon by finding moon-like conditions. Whether they created uh, they did that what, the vomit comet where they go up and down in the airplane real quick and they get artificial gravity and people float. And as far as the light angles being the way they were, they had a scale model and created the same light angles and the shadows that, that we see in yeah. the pictures up there. Yeah. But at some point they said, now we know people are going to turn around and say, well, this is one of the claims, is that a group of special effects experts created this. You know, yeah. Made mistakes, but they produced this Mars landing. And one of the things that they turned to was... There's some sort of laser reflector on the moon. A man-made um, beacon, something that was put up on the moon. And what they did is they they said, it will be right here on the moon. And they aimed a laser at it, and it reflected back to the computer. And
0: Yeah, that's how they measure the distance from the Earth to the moon, isn't it?
1: I think so. So wh- whatever that actual device is called, and we'll put links to the actual Mythbusters episode. A lot of it's on YouTube, and a lot of it is, is outlined in detail. But they said, again, definitively, Someone was there, someone put it there, <laughs> and yeah. and uh, we can test it. Th- that movie, by the way, is called Capricorn One. It's from the late 70s, and it's about the government faking a Mars landing.
0: Oh, see. On a film set, I'd imagine.
1: Yes, yes. And then, not to spoil the movie, but um, someone escapes and, break- and is looking to break the story, and then that's where you get your actual movie part, where you've got to bring him back, dead or alive. He can't tell the story. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, gotcha. But one of the things that goes on with the conspiracy theories is the number of people who have to be in on it gets to be ridiculously large. You know, it becomes the majority, not a powerful minority, who are in on the secret. Yeah. And just looking at the season finale of Lost gets leaked every year. You don't think there's somebody looking to spill the beans on? Oh yeah, the um, <laughs> the moon landing is faked. I was there. I filmed the whole thing.
0: Yeah, there'd just be too many um, people to hold the secret safe, wouldn't there? Yeah. And there'd be too many people that would be very bendable to find out the truth about it as well. You know, just wave a bit of money under some people's noses and, oh, okay, I'll I'll tell everything.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that happens. People make stuff up all the time. That's, um, if we were to look at another big conspiracy, the Roswell conspiracy, supposedly that You know, aliens had landed at Roswell. The government knows about it, and they're covering it up. And one of the things that hurts the credibility of it is all those nephews of, cousins of, friend of a friend who sit there and say, I have a story to tell on how I saw dead bodies when I worked in the funeral home. Or I was the driver of the garbage truck that went and carried the wreckage from here. You know, they all say they know somebody who had a secret.
0: Yeah, and someone's peeked under a, a canopy or anything like that, and you know they've seen the ship, and they've touched the ship, and they've got bits of metal that you can't bend, but it's very lightweight, and it's all, all little stories like that that it's, you find very hard to believe. Right,
1: and it's all conveniently, well, you know, I was an uh, X-ray technician, and I was called in because the regular nurse wasn't available that day. So I had to come in and assist and, you know, they all have some sort of convenient set of circumstances that put them there. And a lot of them don't seem to go out on the limb so much as they'll say, yeah, I back up what he said. Who's backing up what he said, who's backing up what she said. And it's all very circular, but there's never really a smoking gun.
0: Yeah. But I, I understand if there was, um, uh, let, let's say for instance, there was a, a, a craft recovered from there. Now, if the general public got hold of that, I don't think there'll be uh, mass uh, panic throughout the whole world, to be honest. Well, only, only from my point of view. I, I think for the first week or so, you would be oh my God, that you know, we're not, not alone and what's going on. But then it'll just calm down and be like, oh, okay, fine. Let's all join yeah. together.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think that actually might be a big problem with a lot of the religions.
0: I, I, I don't think it would be, actually.
1: Well, I honestly, I'm not really religious enough to know the the full view of it. But I mean, you have uh, in America. I think it's Texas. I'm sorry, Joe, but I'm pretty sure it was Texas that had a movement where they wanted to teach creationism in the classroom. Oh, does it? The creation <laughs> now. Now this this is again, and we're kind of getting away from it. We'll come back to it in a sec. But this is part of it too. That's that's true, and I could spin it, and I could make a statement right now that makes it sound like Texas is completely backwards. They don't have to teach only the creationist view. It's just that that has to be included. You can't deny that some people think and claim that this is what happened. It has to be a certain fraction of time. But, um, I mean, for it to be held to so dearly that it has to be part of of this curriculum. And in the United States, there's basically two states that govern a large part of educational curriculum. It's California and Texas because of their Mm -hmm. size and population and... And they spend a lot of money getting exactly what they want in the books. Yeah. But, I mean, so there's that kind of mentality. And I'm not even sure so much people believe that as because of the convenient parts of the religion and the label that they want. You know, if it gets the one thing in, throw it all in. People are going to say, homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. <laughs> you give me that, and, and uh, if I have to convince you, yeah – dinosaurs are fake too you know the whole package deal
0: so if someone came along obviously uh, a little while ago there was this spaghetti monster god that someone came up and started preaching at the church of the spaghetti monster <laughs> so if it, if enough people join together in either texas or california or wherever it was and put it down and say, you know if you're allowed to listen, uh, well, teach crea- uh, creatism, creationism creationism yeah Cre- uh, i said creationism then obviously the the Church of the Spaghetti Monster has to be taught as well because there's so many people believing in that.
1: Yeah, so I, yeah, if you get enough people who have the interest in it, or whether they believe it or not, that they want it in there, you know, the market drives um, educational theory.
0: God damn it! There's a Facebook page. What more do you want? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, if, if that becomes what makes people choose to buy Prentice Hall instead of McGraw-Hill textbooks, is that the Prentice Hall textbooks acknowledge that view. Ah, right, okay. Then McGraw-Hill so they- will turn around and say, you know what, give them two pages. I see. And uh, it's scary because that's, I guess, I say it's scary because it's it shapes information, but I guess that's really, that's what history is. You know, the people in power shape perception
0: yeah well yeah, it's freedom of speech as well isn't it and you know, i suppose anyone's allowed to believe anything they want to aren't they
1: but uh, just going back to the uh, roswell thing before we slip on it totally one of the reasons the roswell thing has so much longevity i think is that there is a conspiracy element to it that thinking that somehow i forget what they're called the special weather balloons they used they have a fancy name, but
0: oh yeah, big, huge things,
1: yes, but that the wreckage yeah. was switched, there really was you know when um Jesse Marcel says this is not the wreckage i they made me hold something else up in front of the camera, yeah, they did, you know, and when someone told them not to talk about it, they did, and then the fact that the u s government let uh u f o s be a plausible cover story for some of their research that went on at Area 51 and and all these other things, you know, that added fuel to the fire. And I, the Air Force has come out, and even when they came out and, and acknowledged it was something, it took them two or three tries to come right out with the whole story for whatever reason. It just, they didn't come out with the whole story on version one or two, and um, that just added fuel to the fire.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot of stories... Going around Area Fifty One when the SR seventy one Blackbird was flying around, and a lot of people thought that was, you know, UFOs and test pilots and um, information from crashed UFOs. And then you had the F one one seven A come out as well,
1: right? When it's got the profile of a UFO.
0: Well, yeah, of course it has, yeah, and the I'm. Um, Well, I don't know if I remember the press conference, but I remember seeing pictures of the press conference and them holding up pictures of the uh, F-117A. And it was from very strange angles, and it was all silhouetted, and you couldn't really tell what it was. Mm -hmm. So if you see that streaking across the sky, then you're going to think, oh, Christ, what the hell was that? And it's going to be gone, and then you're going to hear the sound of it.
1: And they're not going to tell you. They're not going to say, oh, by the way, that's our new stealth bomber.
0: (laughs) No, of course they're not, no.
1: Yeah, what did you think it was? UFO? Maybe.
0: Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's good for them to believe that and then they go off and write something else about UFOs instead of poking their fingers in and taking more pictures of this amazing brand new airplane that they're building. Yeah. And, you know, people in Russia or people in Korea or people in uh, Australia or anywhere like that, they're going to be going, oh, look, crazy Americans poking around. Look, they think they got ufos flying around so they don't bother about the story at all yeah
1: like here we have all the different tv shows that that are like the old in search of where they this happened somebody claimed that happened and then um, they go into an exploration but they're so sensationalistic and and there's so many people who are so clearly just lying or wrong or misguided that it takes away from there's those couple that you kind of like you know, I want to hear more from that guy over in the corner. <laughs> get, get this one. This one I've seen on every TV show. What's the the one doctor with the funny beard and um, he's like the expert on Roswell and everything else. He's on everything about UFOs. He's like a physicist. I uh-huh. can't of his name. He's kind of a fat guy and kind of a, a whiny, not, nasally voice.
0: Not James Randi, is it?
1: No. Stanton Freeman, I think it is.
0: Yeah, the, the fat whiny guy. Tell us who the fat whiny guy is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh we
1: get it later. Yeah. But anyway, like I don't want to hear from him cuz it's the same same thing and a lot of times he doesn't really believe the one person that that they or the one instance they're talking about. He's just kind yeah. of looking to keep credibility for the whole whole topic. Like the the one we had in our trivia contest. The landing and the base where you live?
0: Oh, in Roswell, uh, not Roswell, Christ. Uh, uh, Reynoldsham uh, Ren- um, Ren- Forest. Forest.
1: Yes, where they went out and they have the tape recording of the MPs going out in the woods. Yeah, have you heard that? That's spooky.
0: Yeah. That still gives me chills, even when I see like a reconstruction on TV or just hear the tapes on radio. Because sometimes they have like these conspiracy things on radio and mm-hmm. they they play segments of tapes and it's just so spooky. It, that's the sort of thing that gives me chills. Well, where do you stand on, on this uh, conspiracy then? Do you reckon aliens did crash or do you think it was just a weather, weather balloon or...
1: Well, the Roswell thing is a weather balloon to me. The one in the forest in England—I I mean, it wasn't a weather balloon. I don't know what it would be. I'm, I'm more intrigued by that one, and I—I I definitely think that it's it's mishandled. I don't understand why there's there is this um, Cold War level of secrecy and and privacy, and you know, <laughs> they have the freedom of information things that come out, and it's it's all redacted. It's like black highlighter.
0: Yeah, have you seen them complete sheets of A4 paper that are just totally black because yeah. it's all been blanked out? But we've released page three of this, and there's just a little three at the bottom, and that's all you can see.
1: Right, and it's totally overzealously done, and I hope, I hope that that's not the original. I hope that's the kind of thing they can go back and say, okay, yeah... We didn't want to give out this spy's name in nineteen sixty, but he's been dead for forty years, so we can, we can now unredact that and yeah.
0: so yeah but it keeps a story alive though, doesn't it? And, you know sometimes yeah. the government do want that story just burning in the background, really, yeah, but um uh, where I stand, yeah, it was just a weather balloon in Roswell. I don't think any little green men or anything like that were caught or captured or bodies looked at or anything like that i don't i I, I just think it's it's far too great a distance even though we don't comprehend the distances i just I, i just can't see it happening
1: i agree and i i think i mean something something happened it was covered up just people's imagination got away from them but i mean yeah there was debris all in the field it was clandestinely kept collected and it had Unusual characteristics to it, so I can totally understand why people think that. But yeah, it has since spun out of control.
0: Yeah, the, the one in Roswell, possibly a, a test pilot or something like that, or a, a test flight of an, a new way of flying. Not too sure. Don't know what they're mm-hmm. bringing out. You know, don't know. Don't know what they're planning in ten years, because obviously, when stuff comes out, it's already ten years old or ten years down the development line. So right, you you can never grasp how far in in advance the technology that we have is and that's that's one problem that we do have but i i'm under the impression that aliens have replaced dragons from myths and fantasies and it's just our perspective of of life nowadays
1: yeah i mean they're the new new creatures of mythology yeah you know it's it's part of our pop culture um, you know, our superheroes, our benevolent aliens.
0: Yeah, no, no and, one ever uh, meets a dragon anymore. No one ever meets a, a huge, enormous, gigantic, colossal squid. Even though there are great squids down there, but they they don't wrestle boats right. the size no of. no kraken
1: it. they have to worry about,
0: right? No, no, there's nothing like that anymore, is there? It's just big rogue waves and stuff like that because we understand it a little bit more,
1: right? And it, much in the way that Loch Ness monster has its clones across the world, Roswell was an event where something happened, it was unfortunately covered up, but misinterpreted. Then you have uh, Utah's Roswell, Brazil's Roswell, and they even market it that way, or advertise it, you know, you know the Australian Roswell. Roswell was something in itself, and, and this is now just someone looking to get attention on an area or an event.
0: It all boils down to money as well. They've seen how popular Roswell can be, and there's a, a thriving business there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, no one would know what it is, except for (laughs) the fact that this supposedly happened there.
0: No, that's right. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Right, where should we move on to now?
1: One conspiracy theory that had me on its side for a while was this, the September 11th stuff. And not that I genuinely believed that it was all faked and all. But there was a movie on the internet called Loose Change yeah and it's it's a documentary. Have you ever seen it?
0: No, I've never seen it. I've heard a lot about it though
1: yes, so i I was bored, so I watched it and it it res- resonated with me enough that I was then telling other people you should watch this, not in this never saying it's absolutely true. Let me qualify that up front as someone who lived in the shadow of it all i I definitely understand that that's not what happened, but there were elements of that video that you you would watch it and you'd sit there and say like Ugh. All right, you know, these guys are, are being a little sensationalistic, but they make a good point there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all right, they're getting a little carried away, but, you know, that is a good question. And and there were enough things like that that kind of clicked that it, I watched it again. I told other people to watch it. But then since I've watched it, and they've now made like a loose change two and a loose change three, which are basically the same video, except they're starting to refute some of the criticism against them.
0: Yeah, they've re-released it um, two or three times, haven't they? But they've they, they've kept the main story of it but they've they've changed certain aspects of it
1: yeah as they're kind of taking out the things that they can't defend anymore and and it's starting now to have that that more hollow feel to it and there's popular mechanics is a a magazine that they've done some real great things with the tv show lost they kind of went through the science of lost and they actually did the stuff about the moon landing and every once in a while they they take things and they take the scientific approach to it and they went through a bunch of the claims and loose change and things that, when you have a partial bit of information, it's really easy to believe they they kind of took apart. Like, the one thing that really stands out to me was the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania here. Yeah. Um, so, a piece of debris was found somewhere and, and in loose change they say, well, the distance it was found was, well, let's say, it was X miles away.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: It looks as if there was some sort of lie. Like... The plane wasn't doing what they said it was was coming the wrong way. It was going something wasn't right. But the popular mechanic sits there and they go, "Well, actually, it was one twentieth of that distance." But if you look it up on Google Maps and they take you on the road, (laughs) the distance by car from here to there is five miles. But you could walk it Uh. in thirty, you know, through the woods, no problem. And it's it's not nearly the case. And as I found more and more things like that. I started to feel like, well, that's a convenient <laughs> manipulation. That's the kind of thing that once that's pointed out, nobody should be including that in the evidence anymore. When it makes loose change three, or people continue to use that as a, a point, then it starts to just take away from the whole rest of the argument.
0: Yeah, because I've heard that as well. I've heard that wreckage was found two or five miles away or whatever, and that there was a conspiracy of a, a bomb being on that plane, and or it was shot down. Right. and they, they say that it was intercepted it was shot down, and that's where them pieces came from. They they couldn't have land, uh, gone up into the air once the airplane hit the ground and scattered mm-hmm. that far. Right. Obviously, I, I've never heard of that Google myth. I've never heard of you know <laughs> using Google Maps or yeah, you know, if you use a bloody TomTom, it could be thirty miles away. I'm not being funny. Yeah, <laughs> Tom take you a long way around, don't they?
1: Yeah. When you hear it, and I mean you have no reason to, to question it. It makes sense. But then watching something on it was the History Channel or something else sponsored by. Uh, Popular mechanics, and you go through, and it's they they pull up the screen on Google, and they show you the two little pegs. Yeah. are real close together, but the path by road is a big circle. It goes around a lake, I think.
0: Well, um, people that believe this, you know, I'm 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 pretty much like you. I I did believe a hell of a lot of it before I've delved into it, and I think it's over time that I've actually come to believe. Okay, fair enough. It's it's all just what they say it was, but. You will get people that watch these programs that want to believe all this stuff, and they hear that, and then they don't want to hear anything else apart from this piece was found five miles away. Yes, and so that you know they're quite happy to hold on to that, and that's where it would never die.
1: When I watched that video, it was actually presented, if I remember right, kind of like, "Hey, we're not saying anything; we just we think it's kind of weird that this happened and this happened." And you know, they say that the uh, jet fuel burns at this temperature, and it. It's why the building failed. And then they bring out a scientist who says, the steel is rated to this level. Or I remember there's one thing in there where they show the building and as the building starts to fall, they spot shadow these flashes in the window about five floors below.
0: Oh, the squibs that they call them. Yeah, the
1: little flares, like as if someone's detonating explosives. And they say, kind of weird. And then without someone to refute it, it, I think I'm fairly intelligent. I think I took the right perspective. It was like, well, that's weird. I'd like to know what that was, mm-hmm. not, my God, the government is corrupt. But then you do get someone who comes out and they explain it. <laughs> and and it comes down to how intelligent you are and how trusting you are and how discriminating you are of your sources. Some people will take the president of Harvard and the the guy who works at the grocery store took physics in college and give them equal value <laughs> In terms of authority. Yeah. And I just think you can't do that. You have to recognize who's a, a showman and who's actually going neutrally toward it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, with them squibs that you talk about, I've seen them before. I've I've seen lots of stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. And I've got a book called uh, 9-11 Revealed that I've read through uh, a number of times now. I'm not very good at remembering books, but I've read it through a couple of times now anyway. And the squibs, um, in my personal opinion, they're just air pressure of the building actually falling. You've got gushes of air running, racing through these columns in this building. And you're going to blow out. It's going to look for the least resistance out into the open world. You you might have a broken seal on a window or... Someone might have a window open a jar, so that the the is actually going to fall out, uh, find its path out into the open, and go down that way, isn't it? But um, also with the the buildings falling into their footprint, a lot of people said that it's a, a demolition drop, and they fall at free fall speed, and I don't. We've just got no evidence of two planes hitting two buildings in the same day and falling like that. There's just no evidence to show that it ha- will happen otherwise you- you're always going to get the protesters saying that a uh, a missile hit the pentagon as well mm-hmm. yeah where uh see video footage of either the plane coming in into shots there's a very famous picture of uh the explosion on the pentagon isn't there right from the security cctv now the reason why there's a lot of people think that it's a missile is because the the plane hit so low on the building, it hit on the side where there was refurbishments going on so there's not a lot of people on there. Uh, and only it's one like, security camera caught one of the most protected buildings in the whole world.
1: Right, and they confiscated the tape, supposedly, that uh, saw some of the impact from a, oh, a gas from station a, security camera.
0: Yeah, from a petrol station. The, apparently the plane threw over that petrol station and saw it uh, coming in or its whole trajectory into the building,
1: didn't it? Yeah.
0: So what, well, why not release that and prove it?
1: Right. Well then they say cuz they're hiding something and all, but it's yeah, and then well so much of the plane was vaporized. Well, they have some pieces of the plane. Well, they don't have a lot of it because it's a cover up. It's just it it's again seems like the kind of thing where so many people would have to be you know, biting their lip and saying that nothing happened. But
0: when they say about, oh, well, the plane was vaporised, I'm not being funny. How fast was it supposed to be going? About 300 miles an hour? Maybe less than that, but it was fully laden with people and fuel. And these planes are built to be as light as possible. They're not built out of steel or anything like that. They're built out of aluminium and plastic and wire. So they're built to... They will destroy destroy it themselves on impacts of anything hard. But that there is a, a picture from the Pentagon saying, uh, which leads to people believing that it was hit by a missile. There's um, an entry hole and an exit hole. And they say that the entry hole is far too small. And the exit hole, why is there an exit hole? Only a missile would go through five layers of building and, and make an exit hole.
1: Right, 75 foot wide entry hole and a 16 foot wide... Hole and the innermost ring, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, they say that. How does a 125 foot wide plane fit through? But then that—that's the wingspan. Yeah, of course. And the actual fuselage is is significantly smaller. And and I think people see wreckage of other crashes. You know, when when things crash in the ocean, there's debris everywhere. It spreads out so much. But there's not the fire. There's not the I mean, it floats. It gets spread by the current. It just—it's a different type of of accent. And I—I I remember reading too that the impact because they were basically diving the airplane, the speed was even greater. Right. You like said it was full of plane, uh, fuel.
0: Well, in in their memories, they've got the memories of the—is it the second plane? No, the first plane. Sorry, and it, it did leave a a very plain silhouette in the first tower, didn't it? And I think a lot of people think, well, you know, it happened there. So why didn't it happen to this reinforced concrete building? Mm-hmm. And it's totally different design.
1: Yes, I think part of it again, like with the Roswell stuff, is for whatever reason the way information was disseminated. Uh, certainly at that at the time of the attack, there was not much information. It yeah. was an unprecedented event. People. Released information that was speculative and true or not true, and then it's recanted, and then someone finds out that, you know what? I don't know the whole story. I shouldn't have said that. There's someone else knows more later on. You have people with political agendas who are looking to seize on anything they can, and then you know over time, with anything, yeah, um, it has to be more sensational to get attention. The uh, the attack during the Olympics in 1996 in Atlanta. You remember the bomb went off in the plaza and they said the security guard did it yes yeah and he was awful he did it he did it well he's been exonerated he's actually been hailed as a hero because they've concluded that he absolutely did not do it he was in the vicinity because he was trying to prevent and control the damage and his actions did far less the minimize the damage for for the survivors mm-hmm. um but that's not front page news you know and the the clearing of him, yeah, it comes out a little bit here and there, but nobody has any idea what's happening with the Unabomber in the last three years, right? You know, but if someone made a claim, you know, I heard he escaped. Well, that that'll be on the web within the day. Like, uh, you know, I heard this, I heard that.
0: The conclusion of the story is not going to sell papers, is it? Right. And right. Th- that's what it boils down to. You know, there, there's big stories coming out every day, and. You you never hear what happens to them. You you never hear the conclusion of that story, and a lot of them you just forget. And sometimes you go, oh, I wonder what happened to that. And you you just, you can look it up online as oh, Okay, fair enough. Very mundane ending to it. Yeah. But that doesn't sell papers. It, it's tomorrow's news that will sell papers. It's not yesterday's results.
1: Well, that, I I don't know what the reaction was where you live, but the plane crash in the thunderstorm, the Air France flight.
0: Yep. Yeah. That
1: went. Every article I read about it had somewhere in it that they did not believe it was terrorism, but they were not discounting the possibility.
0: Well, I, th- I think they have to cover all bases now, don't they? I-
1: oh, yeah. And I understand. You have to certainly say that it's a possibility, and that's what's everyone on everyone's mind. But, you know, in the first couple articles, it's in paragraph one and two, and then the next day it's in the final sentence of the article. Yeah. Again, I mean – Hundreds of people died. It's, it's something that should impact all of us because whatever electrical failure or engineering flaw that will there is, that'll, there'll be some changes made because of it. Mm-hmm. There are design changes that ensue. Far more direct effect for us than having threat level raised from orange to amber and not being able to bring uh, soda bottles on the airplane with you anymore. But yeah. Not new, I haven't heard anything about that. And it's not like it was resolved. The last thing i heard was they had found the wreckage... Some of the wreckage, and they were still looking for the black boxes, and um, I have no idea if they actually found the boxes yet.
0: Well, it was quite a spooky story, wasn't it? Because um, they couldn't find the wreckage at all; they didn't have any idea where it, it was. Mm-hmm. And
1: it reminded me of Lost. It just had that same feel to it.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it, it re- reminded me of Lost as well because you know, I'm such a big fan of it. So I'm gonna, it's gonna draw me that way. Mm-hmm. But there was, um, they found. Oil or aviation fuel or something like that on floating on the sea. And, some, and then they took
1: something they from a garbage and, ship, I think, too, right? Like a container.
0: Is that where it was from? Something because, had
1: fallen off a boat, and they thought it was wreckage, but it turned out not to be.
0: See, how spooky is that? Because it gets reported back to us. I, I didn't get told it was a, from garbage or anything like that. I was just told they found fuel, but it's not that plane's fuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, so whose plane is it? Yeah, And where did this fuel come from? And it all, all felt very spooky. But obviously, you know, I've seen the pictures of them pulling up all the wreckage from the plane. You know, God bless everyone that you know, died in it. Yes. But um, uh, they they still reckon the uh, the black box is going to be emitting a, a a frequency for the next 30 days or so. So they, they should be able to find it. But right. just very, very spooky. Very spooky. Yeah, well,
1: there was the a plane crash... Another one from the New York area going toward Europe. It was TWA Flight 800. It took off, headed across the Atlantic, and crashed fairly quickly. If I remember right, there was an Egyptian pilot, and as the plane crashed, they had him on, on the audio saying a prayer, and then people were saying, ah, oh, see, you know, he was sacrificing himself and making, you know, uh. that kind of thing. Like Then you got other people saying, well, no, I think that's just kind of, in his religion, it was like I, I i give myself to the lord for for forgiveness as i'm about to die in in 2 seconds in impact
0: yeah of course yeah
1: and there were all kinds of people saying that they had seen a missile launched i i know i've looked at websites that where people claimed to have on radar like a a boat that was out where the a missile could have been launched from and and i think it was the fuel had caught on fire before the plane had completely self-destructed and so you right. have what looks like a stream of light coming up toward the rear of the plane as the burning fuel is coming down. And it looks, and like, it a looks like a missile going up to it. But so that was a big conspiracy theory. And and for a long time, got a lot of noise, and then it got quiet. And now you, if you, you have to kind of catch the History Channel and some of those other shows where they do the investigations to actually get the whole story and find out what they've learned since.
0: Yeah. See... All the noise about nine uh, eleven seems to have died down. It it does seem to have taken the best part of a decade to die down, but I think the stories have been gone over and over and over every single year, and people just seeing seeing through it, and they're going, no, you no. Know, to be honest, I don't think there was a cover up. I don't think the government were involved. I don't think they attacked their own uh, city at all, and it was just no, it- not not one of them things, but.
1: Yeah, I think it got oh, no. too big. When when I looked at the loose change thing and they would talk about, oh, did you know they had uh, a security inspection scheduled for um, September 10th or just quirky little things. Oh, you know, so-and-so was supposed to be there and called in sick that day and bit by bit, little things that just kind of looked odd, but you could do that about anything, you know things that we we say oh what fate that like what luck that person didn't happen to be there that day it's just being spun differently here but there were so many things that have become a part of this conspiracy theory that like okay now you can't say that there's like (laughs) the illuminati in charge there are there are strange connections between things but when you start to look at who's involved yeah the mayor can't be nine places at once so of course he wasn't in the building at that day at that time and no,
0: and they're going to try and protect him as much as possible, aren't yeah, they? Yeah,
1: Dick Cheney is is part of all these companies that that make money off the war. Well, yes, he was doing that before it happened, and and I don't think that's why there's a war.
0: Yeah, and that's where he—that's how he got his money, and that's how he got to where he is, because he's got lots of fingers in lots of pies, isn't it? Yes. One thing that did fuel the fire on this one um, was the guy about—is it Building Seven? Yes. The guy that said bullet. Yes. And I've seen that. Uh, Clip on TV, and it doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look good at all, and you do think, "What do you mean, pull it? You know, pull the building down?" And it it does come across that way, and the guy must have said it and gone, "Shit, what did I say that for?" <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a bit dark.
1: Yeah, but then I, I've also heard that explained in the sense that that's appropriate phrase, like that that meant something.
0: I can't remember what uh, American. Uh, News channel it was, but there was a a report of Building Seven actually collapsing, and the woman who was reporting it had Building Seven behind her, still standing. And I, that that's the way it's been reported to me anyway. That that's what we get on our channel for TV and stuff like that. And that that seems very bizarre. You know, the woman was saying, "Yes, Building Seven has fallen down. It has collapsed." And whoa okay, what's that behind you, dear? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know, but that's. Those are three, three fairly widespread conspiracy theories, and
0: and, and you're always going to have these questions of where were you when this happened, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and you know nothing that major. I, I suppose the is it the Columbia disaster that was the only other thing that I can really remember where I was.
1: Yeah. Well, there are many other conspiracies that uh, I know we're we're looking to get into, so we'll we'll have to have a, a second show here and investigate. Princess Diana and, milady. But yeah, some of the other things that just have taken a life of their own, and and the things that just—I I shouldn't say that I'm—I'm I'm surprised what people believe, because I'm not. I and like I said, with, I fully understand hearing something, kind of questioning it. But I'm surprised at how willing people are to lock into one version of things,
0: mm-hmm. and how
1: inflexible they are sometimes. That um, they almost look foolish at some point, like just holding. Okay, when there was one little chink in it, okay, you want to hold on to the other nine parts, that's fine. But now that we've debunked eight and a half out of the nine, you should start to be skeptical of that remaining half. At some point, you should go back to the fresh perspective you had before.
0: Yeah, like a cat holding onto a tree for dear life.
1: I won't let this one
0: go. Okay, well, should we wrap this one up then for now?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good stopping point for now. We'll come back with another episode and uh, revisit a few more. We're definitely looking to draw the line between... An urban legend and a conspiracy theory. Yeah. I mean, a conspiracy theory would be where someone with an agenda is concealing the truth or manipulating information.
0: Conspired. Yes. Conspired, if you will. Mm-hmm.
1: There's some element of, of deception and denial. But yeah. I understand there's definitely some, some blurring between the two things. And I would say that Capricorn 1 movie, I, I've seen it twice and – It's not like I sat and watched it recently. It's it could be one of those things that you go back and rewatch and you go, "Ugh, what? How how could I ever have said to go and watch that?" But yeah, for what it is,
0: is it is it better than First Contact? Because I saw that the other day.
1: It's completely different. It's just, I mean, it's it's not a sci-fi movie. It's it's a it's a conspiracy movie. Yeah. It's it always struck me because it's what people are saying about NASA and the moon, and I'm sure that it largely fueled that people see that movie and they go that's it that's what they did
0: right I see adding more fuel to the fire that's right
1: once more I want to apologize for episode 19 but I hope 20 through 50 make up for it a thousandfold. and we definitely want to thank you guys for the listenership it's it's a, very easy to come and do the show when we look at our stats and go "Ooh, 50 people checked it out last week
0: <laughs> so, we appreciate and, it. and if if you do think it was poo then send it to this was poo <laughs> At GoogleMail.com. Yes,
1: that's right. If you liked it, on the other hand, you know where to find it. I,
0: I did actually set that email up, just in just case. In case.
1: <laughs> there you go. I would think if there's a moral to today's episode, the moral would have to be something related to that bit of the plane crashing in Pennsylvania and Google Maps saying it's one distance when you could travel much less, so...
0: Double-check Google Maps.
1: Yeah, I think you have to... Always
0: double-check Google Maps.
1: That's it. Always double-check Google Maps... I like it.
0: Send some uh, feedback or anything you want to bombastpodcast at googlemail com or gmail dot com.
1: And uh, watch this space for some new developments coming in the future. We'll have some new things to announce hopefully soon. Cool. All
0: right. I'm pregnant. Wait. Hey. Shh. Not yet. Oh, sorry. Hi. Hi. <laughs>